Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Top 5, the Patreon-only podcast where I, Josh Earl, sit down with a good friend and we count down the top five of a topic of my choice. And today... For the first time since April, Jess, I am face-to-face with someone doing a podcast. Oh. I haven't done it since April. How does it feel? It's, it's, it's weird because like, we've got to make eye contact the whole time. Yeah. I normally got my notes around my laptop. Like, oh, so no I one can, can tell. No one can tell. And now I've got to look at you. I had to dress up. Look at you in your eyes. Yeah. They're beautiful eyes though. My friend is Jess Maguire for the mm. listeners who you would know because you've, you've, your listeners have don't you know who I am. Now, Jess, <laughs> you've, that's been, all I've done. you've been away a lot. You, didn't, you missed out on lockdown. Accidentally, yeah. yeah you're looking like you're. I obsessed. feel guilty. I have survivor's guilt. You don't have to. <laughs> I do. I definitely do. Do you know when I got back? So I accidentally. I went over the border camping with my dog after like a week in the van. We went over the border. The border's shut. Everyone I love said, don't come home. It's terrible. Yeah. So I lived in the van for 112 days going all around New South Wales with my dog, which was great. Yeah. But when I got back and everyone. It was like you were all on low battery mode. Like you just minimized functions. Yeah. And then. I saw my friend Mike J and he just said, he just summed it up. Like it was sort of half joking, half real. He said, nobody has any stories and nobody wants to hear yours. And I was like, thank you. I know. (laughs) I've been doing comedy like since out of lockdown for three weeks, maybe four weeks. Mm. And already I'm feeling as soon as you bring up COVID or something like that or lockdown, the audience is like, all right, move on. Like that that happened a month ago. (sighs) Yeah, we did it. Yeah. We don't ever need to relive it. We're not coming out to hear about your story about how hard it was. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. And I don't have real – I mean, I did the first lockdown. I didn't do the second lockdown. Yeah. And I can only imagine. So, um, either way, I'm honoured. So, I've worn dog shirt, my beloved shirt covered nice. in dogs, um, just to as a treat for your eyes. Great. So, today what we're doing, we are counting down the top five music documentaries. Mm-hmm. Now, I chose this for you because you, for many, many years, how many years are we talking? Two, three? Three, maybe? Three? I don't know. It's On Double blur. J, with me yeah. for Hearst, was mm. doing a segment every week reviewing a musical documentary. It was called Doco Club and it had its own like jingle. It was really great. Nice. I didn't make it. So, you, you should know, I, I, I've watched a lot of music documentaries. Mm. I, I actually find in lockdown, there was only real movies I could watch. I watched two movies. Oh, really? actual proper movies. What were the actual proper movies? The Nice Guys. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, though. I liked it. Yeah, I really liked it, yeah. Uh, the Nice Guys and then what else did I watch? Uh, uh, Donnie Brasco because I've been re-watching The Sopranos and I was like, let's let's have a look at another one. that Yeah, that was good. I don't think I've seen Donnie Brasco. But Johnny anyway. Depp. yeah, Donnie Depp, so a bit problematic. But mm. still, it was, it was a good movie. Uh, yeah, but. The rest was music docos? Music docos. So mm. getting into the music documentaries. What a treat. Well, my, my thing is that I watched one a week for three years, but I also feel like my brain has become a bit of a sieve. So many of them I'm going to be like, I remember that I loved them. I'm having to really walk down memory lane to try and get the highlight details yep. in. But 
I'm pretty sure these are the best music documentaries. My ones. Right. I'm not I'm not guaranteeing yours, but my one are the best. I, I definitely know my number one is the best. Okay, we don't we don't know each other's uh, lists. No. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with my number five. Okay. Now this is uh, a documentary about the Avett brothers. Avett brothers. It's called May at Last. Do you know the Avett brothers? I do. And we're talking probably like 2011, 2010 releasing. 2017. Music? This is a Judd Apatow. Oh no, not the movie. When they were releasing oh, music. Yeah, yeah. They and had a bit of a boom. Yes. I feel had, like it was when I was doing Triple R. They radio. had a song called Murder in the City, which a lot of people really liked. Mm. And another one called uh, I and Love and You. Yeah, that one I remember. Yeah, yeah. and so The Gleaming was their album that kind of, I think broke through, or The Gleaming 2. Anyway, so two brothers, there's a proper band as well around them, but mm. there's two brothers who are the main songwriters. And Judd Apatow like, just went in and filmed them recording their next album. And it's always I, gripping. Yeah, and they were recording it with Rick Rubin. Uh, if you, you know, the was in the Beastie Boys, recorded the um, Johnny Cash, like when Johnny Cash made his comeback, mm. all those like... I forget what they call, but like stripped down versions, slowing of down on each nails. Exactly, and finally that's all he was doing. giving Trent Reznor's words poignancy. Yeah, so uh, recording with him in his Shangri-La studios, so just going in and recording in the room, and I like it because or the rest of my list, the people, the the focus are in, quite dramatic. This one is just a little nice look at some nice people working creatively, being nice to each other, trying to create something. And I watched this in lockdown. I thought, oh, this is actually really good. Like, so Did the, you already like the band? I, do, I don't mind the band. They're not my favourite yeah. band, but I, I do like them. And I do like Judd Apatow as well. Yeah, me too. I think he's uh, quite smart. And I know I always think, oh, you could cut at least half hour off all your films. But I think he's got good taste as well, which I think is important. Uh, so he, um, yeah, just filmed it. And there's a, a great scene. This is the reason it's in. There's a great scene where they record this one song and it's obviously very emotional for one of the brothers who wrote it uh, who has just divorced from his uh, partner and it's called No Hard Feelings and it's clearly all about that and living with regret and going, okay. And then at the end of it, everyone's like, oh, wow, that's so great and they kind of walk out and talk about how annoying it is when you play a song like that and go, oh, man, that's great. And he's like, it wasn't great. It's heartbreaking. I hate Mm. this. But I got a song out of it and that's what I do. And... I think that's nice to see that that's how, like, they're not kind of manipulating stuff and doing that pity porn just to try and get some clicks and some money. As a songwriter, because you've, you've banged out some and in you, some did it inspire you to pick up the guitar again? I only got, say that because it's literally guitar, right guitar sitting behind you. Well, there's a little song I call. <laughs> no, uh, uh, no I, I've gone right off guitar. Have you? I, I started, I wrote some kids' songs during lockdown and I, yeah, for comedy stuff, uh, the show I was going to do, Modern Contemporary, had two songs in it. And now it's got no songs in it. I got rid of the songs. Great. Yeah. Just don't need it. No. Don't need it. gets in the way. It does. Makes me get to a gig half hour early. No, I don't it's want that for it. you. It's not worth Scrap it. Scrap the music. Yeah, I have. Pursue the lols. The lols. Even though last week I did do musical comedy as the list. But that's fine. What? Who won? Uh, who won? Oh, um, Jonathan Richmond won. So yeah, I'll go. allow it. Yeah, great. All right, that was my number five. Your number five, Jess. I'm going to say I remember seeing this film, a band called Death. Yes. Um, do you know about this film? Uh, no. Well, it's 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 a documentary about these brothers from Detroit and they pretty much like invented punk rock but before punk rock was invented. Oh, great. Um, but they never went anywhere. 
Yeah. And that like they were the African American brothers. So you know, in that time them picking up guitars and kind of doing really hard rock sounds was um, unusual, particularly for the area. Um Anyway, they were, you know, I'll, I can show you a photo of Great. what they kind of look like. Cool. Super cool brothers. Yep. Um, and they recorded some stuff and then uh, nothing happened with it. And it was one of those great stories. I always love these where, where the music gets rediscovered decades and decades and decades later. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so this documentary sort of cover, has like really old footage and old sounds of them but also I guess covers their journey, what they had to do when the band didn't make it. Yeah. Um, but then after that I guess the belated appreciation for what they did and you kind of see a little bit of a vindication like it's really playing the long game as far as like artistic output yeah. and getting the praise for it. So what year are they? Because – they were so MC Five from Detroit. So clearly, probably it was pre. It was pre then, though. I think. Yeah. There you so go. See, I, I, I was always told that bands like the Bond Lovers and MC Five and the Stooges were the the first punk bands. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they started in seventy one. Great. They were yeah. kids. They were like ki- kids yeah. doing that sound. But I think that's the thing that sort of blew everyone's mind when they when they rediscovered the music was yeah. just like it didn't make sense the the date stamps as to when it was done and yeah. just kind of going oh wow because it is so funny because it is like punk music is very it's very white. Like, I mean, you look, but then white. you see there's ba- there are bands like Bad Brains mm. and they are Living Colour kind of on the edges of that punk scene, but they're mm. actually really good at their instruments. <laughs> and so it is very weird when you're like, oh, yeah, this is a white a white person's genre. Yeah. Like, historically. And then you say, oh, no, they stole it from some black people. Right. Yeah. Great. yeah. Well, stole, it's just one of those things that, like, I mean, these guys broke up in 77 and that's the year that most people think that punk broke. Yeah. You know, so how amazing to have made these records and then to finally get that vindication. So it's kind of – I really like those things where you sort of, A, see the music, but B, yeah. see the real life. And, and for a lot of people, for most people – and, Josh, you and I have been on the – various degrees of the music scene of, of Melbourne and stuff like that yep. over the years. Like we know behind the kind of glamorous TV appearances, someone's got a day job. For me, yeah. I remember like the penny dropping moment when I moved to Melbourne, I still was like big wide eyes as to like, you know, yep. what the world was like. And I'd gone to this gig at the Spanish club on the weekend. I won't say the band, but they were headlining and they were yep. massive and like everyone was packed. It was like the gig of the weekend. You know, when you saw like, the, the usual Melbourne faces, you're yeah. like, yes, I'm, I'm at the correct gig. Wally Meany was there. Yes, he yeah, was. Yeah. That's exactly, that's one of the three. There's two more. Can you guess? <laughs> uh, Wally Meany. Uh, and think of like mid-2000s. Mid-2000s. Oh, fuck it. Martin Martini was no, around. No, no, but he probably he was. was. Put, putting He's up putting posters. up posters. <laughs> <laughs> He's putting uh, up posters, um, yep. Spotted him. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 